0: Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 167, How to Use Human Design to Create More Success in Your Life with Katie Irvine. So today's a really special episode for me. Katie is actually someone who worked for us as a VA around 2016, 2017. And at one of our mastermind events in Paris, she actually uncovered a love of human design. One of our guest speakers, Marla Mattinson, came in and taught our students all about human design. And Katie discovered it was something that really piqued her curiosity. Fast forward to today, she actually runs a business all about human design, and now she's helping other driven people to utilize human design to create more success, joy, energy, momentum, all of the above in their life and business. So today I asked her on the I Heart My Life show to share a bit more about what human design actually is and how you can use it to create more success in your life. So let's dive in. Are you a coach looking to hit that coveted six-figure milestone? Are you looking to better understand how to map out your revenue so you actually reach your financial goals in the coming year? Do you want to get more clarity on who your ideal client is? What program is going to help you get financial wins? How to shift your mindset to become that six-figure earner? If so, keep listening. I'm hosting a brand new masterclass called How to Create a Six-Figure Coaching Business this year on January 18th, and you are invited. All you have to do is go to iheartmylife.com slash six slash figures, we'll put the link in the show notes, don't worry, but that's IHeartMyLife.com backslash six hyphen figures, and you'll be able to sign up for this incredible training. So we really believe that anything you desire is possible for you and meant for you, and that includes wealth and abundance. So if you want to know how to make it a reality this year, that six-figure level, or even more, this training is going to show you exactly how to do that. I'm also going to take your personal questions, so you're going to want to tune in live. All right, so go ahead and sign up. Iheartmylife dot com slash six dash figures, and make sure to save your seats. We are so excited to see you there and support you in your next level growth. Welcome to the show, Katie. I'm so excited to have
1: you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to get to share more about human design with everyone.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So our listeners may remember you because you were actually a part of the I Heart My Life team at one point. You were one of our incredible VAs. And I know during that time, I don't think you had, well, you didn't have any um, formal training in human design, but did you even know about human design?
1: No, I found out about human design at the mastermind that you hosted in Paris when I was working for you.
0: (laughs) I love it. Okay, amazing. So we'll go back to that point in the story, but I'd love for you to share with everyone a little bit more about your journey, how you became a business owner, how you got into the coaching space. So take us back to that moment or that point in time.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I very much always wanted to help people and sort of mistakenly got into the hospitality industry because I thought that would be a great way to help others and to travel. And it really wasn't something that I enjoyed And I think it was through a conference I was just helping out at because I was bored with my job. There was a booth or something that was talking about a life coach training. And I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And so I did a course for that and through that and Google and I don't know, whatever got introduced to you and the work that you do and was like immediately taken by your brand and your pink colors and like your story and everything and just thought it was so cool. Um, which you know helped get me connected to you. And I was very committed for a long time to have my own business and to figure out how I could help other people. But it just seemed like quite a bit of a struggle for me for, uh, for years. And I think human design was something that really helped me to better know myself and to better see my value. And it was just something that clicked in a lot of the pieces to... Understand better how I can help people and how I don't know, I'm different from others or have something different to offer. And it kind of helped bring everything together for me from this place where I was when I was younger of like hating myself and being obsessed with personal development to try and be happier to actually sort of coming all the way to the end of having something to offer, knowing a unique way that I can help people and like how I can bring value in a way that I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I want to pull out a couple of pieces there. So I know there are a lot of people out there who want to have their own business and they might be struggling as well. And so what was it that you think was challenging for you during that time, during those those period of years where you didn't necessarily see much traction? What do you think it was that was going on beneath the surface?
1: Oh, So many things. I think one of the biggest ones was not having the self-worth or like the value in myself because I found what I did a lot was look at other people and think that I needed to copy other people. And it's like, oh, this coach is doing this. I should do this. Or there are websites like that. I should do that because I don't think I had the, I don't know, strength, integrity, whatever it was, to trust that what I had was good and was a value. And so when you're not being honest or authentic or true to yourself and constantly trying to like replicate what other people are doing at least in my experience it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't feel good it's not fun and it's it was hard to stick with it because it wasn't really me and so i would sort of get you know five steps into some program and then be like well this doesn't feel good this isn't what i want to do and then i would abandon that progress and like start back new somewhere else and so to be jumping from like place to place and to not have that focus, I think it really just comes back to being, I don't know, in integrity with myself, being like knowing who I am, having value, having self-worth, and yeah, really looking outside of myself for the answers, I think.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I know a lot of people can resonate with that. And it's challenging when you're first starting out because you're inspired by other people. And so you kind of take that inspiration as guidance, but then you quickly find out that it's not the right fit for you or that path that you thought would be, would feel good actually doesn't. And it's not aligned. So it does take some trial and error. And I think it's a myth that people think that they're going to have a hundred percent clarity right outside the, right out of the gate. And I know for me, there's even been times where we've pivoted and there's been things that we've changed and, you know, times where it's felt misaligned, and we had to get back into alignment. And so I think that is really natural. But a lot of people also make themselves wrong for that, because there is this, this idea that everything should happen quickly, and that things should fall into place. And once you decide to be a business owner, it's going to be that light bulb moment that sees you through sees you through, you know, all the challenges. And it's just not the exact same path for every person.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that was something I didn't allow myself to have my own path. It was like, okay, I'm going to start a business. I have to make this work in like six weeks. And it's like, you can't really do anything in six weeks when you're not that you can't do anything, but like, it's a much longer journey than that. Right. And so it's almost like, I find it similar in some degree as like, if you're trying to lose weight and like, you're, it's like going on a crash diet, like you're on this crash course to try and start a business. And it's like, well, it's not sustainable. That's not really how you operate. It's not really going to work. And then you just end up frustrated, like jumping from diet to diet to diet, thinking that like something is going to be the right answer for you. When it's like, well, you actually just need to slow down, you need to make some trial and error, you need to have a longer term vision, and allow that play out as opposed to, how I was with it, which was very like short sighted and very like, this has to work this month or like, I, I don't know what, like everything is over. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it there's a lot more trial and error than um, than I initially thought for sure. And I think going into that as well, I certainly had a lot of perfectionistic tendencies at the time. So it's like if something wasn't immediately perfect, then it was like trash or something. When really, it's just such a great opportunity for you to learn. And like, if you're not doing things that aren't perfect, then you're probably not doing a whole lot, right?
0: Totally. Yeah. So it was when we were in Paris, that was, I believe, September 2017. So that was your first experience with human design? Yeah. Amazing. So just for the rest of the listeners who aren't um, privy to this whole experience, we had a mastermind event in Paris and Marla Mattinson, who was my coach at the time, she basically got all of our students human design readings as a gift. And then she went through all of their Um, profiles or whatever it is that you call them all their charts (laughs) during the event. And Katie was in the room working as one of our VAs and got to experience all of that. So Katie, was that a light bulb moment for you? Or what take us back to to that experience of um, learning about human design and then what happened next?
1: So I've always been someone that's been a fan of like personality tests and learning about myself. And I think part of it was because I lacked a lot of clarity on who I was, but human design, it was so interesting when Marla was talking about it and she was kind enough to run my chart as well, which was so lovely of her. Um, But I'm one of the more uh, uncommon types in human design And so I was quite confused learning about my type where it's like, I'm supposed to have this certain level of like initiation and power and getting things started. And I was like, how come I'm supposed to be the one that's like this, but I'm the VA here and all of these other women are like, have these incredible businesses and they're paying to be in Paris. Right. And so there was something that just didn't quite make sense to me, but also felt true, like sort of deep down somewhere within me. And it just really sparked curiosity for me. And I couldn't, uh, I don't know, I couldn't like put the topic of human design away. Like I kept just researching it and learning more and trying to figure out because it was the first thing I think that I really resonated with of like the person that I was supposed to be instead of who I was kind of settling for, let's say.
0: Got it. Yeah. So initially, it sounds like it started to spark some jealousy and some like, why are they able to do it? But I'm not when my chart says I have the potential.
1: Yeah, I don't know that it was jealousy per se. I was just like, I don't get it. Like, what am I doing wrong? It's saying that I'm supposed to have all this stuff. And now like looking back, I feel like I can so clearly see a lot of things that I was doing wrong. Um, And not, you know, wrong, whatever, that's a judgment, but just like, that wasn't certainly in service of my highest self, let's say. Uh, like what? Well, one of the things that m- my type in human design often struggles with is that we are very conditioned to not be ourselves. Because like, from the time that we're young, we just want to do things. We want to go out. We want to make things happen. And we're often told, stop. Like, you can't just do this. Like, you can't just go out and do that. And I feel like I can, I can hear that so clearly from when I was a kid of like, Kate, you can't just go and do this. Like, you can't, you need to do this first. You need to do that first. And so it's like, oh, okay. And so you believe often other people's stories of like, you're smaller. Like, you can't be this big person. Stop. Like, be quiet, sit down, stop doing these things. And we're often very conditioned. And I mean, a lot of people I think can probably resonate with this, um, especially as women of like being like a good girl and behaving yourself. And I very much was that. And I was so um, in the world of trying to make other people happy and trying to just like be helpful and help other people and do good. And I think a lot of that was because I was I didn't understand who I was and I wasn't very comfortable with who I was either. And so it just felt easier to sort of like shut down and be small and help other people instead of like, I don't know, like living the risk of like being who I am, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I know during that time, you were also going through some personal challenges and changes in your relationship. Do you think that that contributed to any of it?
1: Oh, yeah. Like I think you know, I think I, I don't know, I left my husband probably two weeks after that, maybe three weeks after that. And I think part of it was that as well, because once I started learning about this, and I'm not saying like, you know, I left my husband because of human design, there were certainly a lot of other factors. (laughs) But once I started this, it was like, oh, I feel like he was very much fighting to keep me to keep the former version of me where it's like, just stay small and behave and be nice and get a job and like sit down and be quiet and make dinner kind of thing. And it was like, I don't think I'm willing to live that version anymore, because I don't actually think that that's me. And it's like, I now have this system that I think solidified a lot of like what I felt I could be or like who I was. And so it's like, this is the direction that I want to go like, I want to go for expansion, I want to go for understanding myself and knowing myself and being more authentically like the totality of kind of who I am, instead of like staying in this box. And it's like, I can't, I can't continue to pretend that everything I've been doing is okay. And is like, I, I just wasn't willing to to do that anymore.
0: Mm, so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So before we get to the part where you're building your business, and you are doing human design work, let's fill people in on what human design actually is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I like to say that if astrology and a personality test had a baby that's kind of human design so it's based in astrology in the sense that it's based off of your birth time date and location but it's a little bit i think more grounded or more um sort of like results oriented let's say than astrology is and so at its most basic level it's really just a system that helps you to know and understand yourself and i think there are some ways where it's it it gives you more tangible kind of direction of how to use your energy and how you best work. That's less, um, I don't know, convoluted or something than astrology. And and I think astrology is great, especially if you go deep with it, but human design tends to make it a little bit more specific of how you specifically work. And so it breaks people down or into five big groups and the five types. And that's often where people start with human design. So The most common type are generators. They're about 35% of the population. There's manifesting generators, which is what you are, which are about 33% of the population. Um, Projectors are about 20% of the population. Manifestors, which is me, are 10% of the population. And then reflectors are about 1%. So they're very rare. So it's a, a breakdown of how their energy works. And within those types, those aren't personality types per se, there's a lot more details you would need to go into to get to that level with human design. But just understanding that was how I really started to see, oh, my energy works really differently. And I'm not using my energy very effectively. And I'm comparing myself to the majority, which are the generator and manifesting generator types. And I actually don't work that way. So if I'm trying to operate like them, it's not going to work for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love that. And James is also um, a projector, or no, a manifestor like you, I believe. Yeah, he's a manifestor. Yeah. So that's so interesting. So One of the things that we recently had you do was something similar to Marla, where you came in and you actually read the charts of the ladies in our masterminds. And it was really fascinating just to see how spot on everything was. For example, I remember the first one that you read was was Trisha's and everyone was just like jaws on the floor because (laughs) it was her to a T. And uh, just tell people a little bit more about how they can use their chart to, like you said, utilize their energy in a better Way to be more successful? How do they use a chart to be able to do that?
1: Yeah. So, again, the basic place that I find is really helpful to start is with your energy type. So, if you go to, like, I usually recommend a website called mybodygraph.com to find your type. And so, once you figure out what your type is, then you can sort of learn a little bit about that. And from there, you can understand how your energy works. So, for example, I'm a manifester. I'm meant to just essentially make things happen and initiate things. So if I have an idea, if I have something I want to do, I just kind of need to go and do it. It might work. It might not. And there's a little bit more nuance than that versus um, what I was doing was asking the opinion of everybody. And when I do that, it's like usually the things that I want to do, people will shut down and they'll be like, yeah, I don't know. Well, what about this? And did you think about that? And then it like, you know, deflates the excitement and the energy that I have, and I don't end up doing anything. And when I'm not using my energy to initiate, for my type, that's how I burn out. And now, from a a different sort of way of going about it, like a generator, let's say, who's in the majority they're not designed to just take their ideas and start and initiate them. They're designed to respond to the world around them. And it's not that they can't initiate, you know, I always tell people with human design, experiment, do whatever you want, see what works out for you. But generators will operate with the least amount of resistance when they can respond. So it's like, if you have some course that you want to launch, let's say, instead of just going like full in and creating it give yourself a couple of days and see what comes in the world around you because often what will come up is someone being like oh wow this is a really interesting topic like you should talk about this more and generators can then respond to that with like essentially their body where it's like they get sort of clarity from their body of like uh-huh like yeah I want to do this or like no no It's like, I thought that sounded really cool a couple of days ago, but now that someone's like giving me something to respond to, it's like, I'm not actually interested in that. And so understanding how you can use your energy is helpful in sort of every area of your life, whether it's with business or whether it's with relationships, let's say, or moving, Um, so let me just go through the other types quickly so that people aren't left out. Um, so Emily, with you, like with being a manifesting generator, you're a bit of a hybrid of both. And I think, I think if I remember from your chart, like you're one of like the more powerful manifesting generators, which is not a surprise. Um, but where once you're sort of like once you responded to something, which for manifesting generators happens usually very quickly, where it's like they find something that they like, they latch onto it and they can just like go full speed ahead for a really long time. And that works for you because the more you do something that you love, the more energy that you have and sort of like the more committed you can be to it versus like a projector, let's say. So a projector is another energy type. Their energy works better through invitation and they can't sustain the same level of output, let's say, as a generator type can because generators have sustainable energy. And so projectors, they kind of have a unique strategy. They're only 20% of the population where they work best through invitation. And I can't remember which client it was um, that we did. I think it was Lynn. Was it Lynn? I can't, I I can't, I can't remember the name, but we were talking about that and they were like, yeah, my entire business is based on referrals.
0: Right. Oh, oh, from recently. Yeah. I can't remember either. Interesting. uh,
1: But and that's so perfect for projectors because they work through invitation. So again, instead of just initiating things, they especially when it comes to sales it's like it works really well for them to just sort of make what they do public to a degree and then people will come to them and give them invitations and so it's like it's so fascinating because i find whenever i work with projectors they're like oh yeah i created this thing just because i wanted to create it and then these stores came and like saw me on instagram and asked me to start carrying my product and that's not something that the rest of us could could replicate or to rely on but when projectors are in alignment they just get these like wild invitations to do things and that's always i think a good indication that it's like you're in alignment you're on the right path and like that's how your energy works best versus if a projector was going to try and go and like cold call people or like visit a bunch of stores or do this like crazy sales push it would probably be really exhausting for them and they wouldn't get the results necessarily that they want And again, it's not to say that they can't do it, but we're looking at like the best way to use your energy and like the least resistance and like becoming your most magnetic self. Because often projectors are sort of trained to act like generators and to be doing things all the time. So there's a lot of like little nuances
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing, Katie. And so you obviously know this, like the back of your hand, I was blown away by all of the charts that you read and the information that you provided to our students. So what was your path after uncovering that this was something that interested you um, ending your marriage, (laughs) and really just starting to transform your life? What happened next with starting this this new business?
1: Yeah, it actually, um, like there was definitely a crash and burn period for a while. So, um, I moved, I, you know, left my marriage, moved back to Toronto, which is where I'm initially from. Um, we, I don't know, maybe after another eight months or something, I parted ways with the company and I got another job that I thought would be more stable, um, and like more local and have more community. But I ended up getting laid off from that, uh, maybe six months later, And so I was like, okay, I had just finished doing this other coach certification program. And I was really into human design, I had been learning a lot about it and studying it, but I wasn't working with it at that point. And so I was still of the mind that, okay, I'm going to have like a, a coaching business. And I decided when I got laid off that I was just going to go like full into this coaching business. And that was not a great decision for me, which I've since learned, you know, had I paid a little bit more attention to human design, I'm someone that really needs to have the foundation set where it's like, I'm not really a leap in the net will appear type of person. And... So with that, I got laid off and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go all in with this business. And within like six weeks, I had no money left in my bank account. I was asking my parents to borrow money so I could pay my rent. I started having panic attacks. Like it was a really uh, not fun time in my life. And that's when I decided like, all this stuff that I'm doing and all this work that I was putting in to try and start a coaching business was exhausting me. And it felt really crappy. Like I hated it. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm not making any money. Everything sucks right now. (laughs) What do I actually want to be doing? And it's like, I really love human design. Like I really want to talk about that more. I want to do readings for people. I want to work with that. And so it was just like, okay, let's do it. And so initially the course that I invested in was like, I don't know, $500 or something for human design. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to get it or not. And the next day I went back and somehow found it on sale for a hundred. And so I was like, okay, cool. That's what I'm going to do. So I went in started learning, went through this like four year course within less than a year, but started, um, started working with people with human design pretty quickly because I knew it so well from self-study And from there, things turned around quite quickly. And my business wasn't an immediate success with it. I was still, I think, had like Bambi legs with the whole business thing. So I ended up getting a serving job to help support me as I was building my business. Because again, I learned to respect that I need a foundation, I need a certain level of safety when it comes to my income, this whole like, okay, I just have to make it happen. And I just have to get sales. I think for some people that works really well, and they work well under pressure. Not even I think I can like see it in some people's charts. But for me, it was terrible. And so it was like learning to respect myself and how I best work to then continue to build the business in a way that actually felt good for me. And it was a lot slower, like it wasn't this glamorous, like I made, you know, $100,000 in 30 days kind of thing. But it felt a lot better to me. And it's like, once I was able to release this idea of how it should look and how fast it should happen, it just happened so much more easily And now I guess probably a year and I don't know, maybe a year and a half after I started my human design business, I actually like left my serving job and was able to go into my business full time and just like do readings and coach clients and do online courses. And so that's where I'm at now. That's amazing. Thank you so much
0: for sharing that. So honestly, because I feel like a lot of people are in that place where it's kind of like, do I leave my job to move full time in the business? And I always say, you know, trying to sell from a place of pressure, that doesn't feel good to many people. Like you said, there are some people where it works for them, they have that fire lit under them, and they make it happen. But the energy of of feeling under pressure is not actually appealing. It's not appealing energy to be in. It's not an appealing energy to be on the receiving end of. So when you're getting on sales calls and it's like do or die, people can feel that energy. And so I think it's really smart that you chose to build the foundation and that you didn't put pressure on yourself to make it happen in a certain period of time and that you you know felt into what was the right path for you and the right speed and the way in which you actually wanted to do it so that it did feel good. Because I mean, we get this one life, like for those of us who are punishing ourselves trying to build this thing, like you have to ask yourself, is that really the way you want to be spending your time and the way you want to be showing up?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that was a big like light bulb moment I had had um, sort of after I was like in this dark period where it's like, I hate everything that I'm doing. And it's like, if this is how I'm spending my days, if I get to this end goal of like what making a certain amount of money or having a certain amount of business, but like every day that I'm doing this feels terrible to me and I don't like, like, why? Like, what? why am I doing this? What's the point? Like, if every day is spent doing something that doesn't feel good, then the end result doesn't really matter.
0: Totally. Yeah. Thank you for that. So now tell us about what you offer. You obviously do readings. Like you said, you have client calls. What is your course about?
1: Yeah. So I have a 16 week online program, although it's go at your own pace because not everyone is going to learn human design as quickly as uh, like in 16 weeks. It's a lot to cover. So I have a program called HD school where it teaches people really the entire foundation of human design And this is generally meant for people who want to either do human design readings themselves or to add it as part of their coaching business. And I do have some students who are just really interested in human design and want to learn. And so they joined for that reason as well. So that's my main course that I offer is HD school. And then I also have like just individual courses for the energy type. So if you want to find out more about being like a projector or a manifester or a generator or whatever your type is... Um, I have like little courses that are about an hour ish long so people can learn about themselves there without having to go, you know, full on into, uh, an entire sort of certification with human design.
0: <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. Yeah. And like I said, you were a part of our mastermind. Um, we brought you in as a guest expert a few months ago and the ladies were obsessed with it and they learned <laughs> so much about themselves and just how they can move, um, you know, in their business in a stronger way and make decisions in a different way that works for them. And it was just a huge hit. So I'm so excited for all of your students and everyone who's getting to experience you in this work.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm, you know, so grateful that I found this work, I guess, that that all happened how I did in Paris. And I, you know, that was certainly um, a big moment in my life and for where I'm at right now. So yeah, I feel I feel quite lucky. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's a testament to keeping your eyes open because a lot of times when people aren't maybe in their ideal scenario, and and that was totally me when I was in my quarter life crisis in London for so long, I was kind of clouded and I didn't have the the vision that I needed to see what was right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, you know, we get so yeah we just get so down about what our current reality is that we can't see the other options that are right there and I think for a lot of people like we talked about, they want the dream business overnight and they forget that whether it's a job or an opportunity or something that would that has the potential to put them on the path towards the dream business or to open a door or to create an opportunity or um, have some sort of relationship form that then will support the growth and I think we just need to all be more aware of when life is doing it for us and handing out all these nuggets of wisdom or this guidance that we might otherwise miss because we're too down in the dumps or focused on what's not working.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things I've learned so much through human design as well is essentially like... Human design sort of has this analogy where it's like our mind is the passenger. It's like we're not really designed to be making the decisions. Like life has a really big plan for us. But if you're sort of passengers like trying to be the backseat driver and is trying to be like, no, I have to have this. Like if I was still trying to make a coaching business work because that's what I thought I had to do. I probably would still be miserable and not really be where I want to be because quite frankly, I don't want to have a coaching business. (laughs) Um, But I didn't know that. Right. And I was so attached to that for so long. And I think coaching businesses are incredible and a lot of people love them and that's wonderful for them, but it's not for me. And I think because I was so attached to that for so long, it's hard to see anything else or to like allow these things that come up actually be something, you know, even from, that time in Paris, it was over a year. It was probably a year. Was it a year and a half? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't quite a year. Anyways, it was at least six months before I started taking human design with any sort of level of like seriousness. And it was something that I was obsessed with. So yeah, keeping your eyes open and, and allowing yourself to sort of change course if that's what's best.
0: And following those things that light you up, right? Because that's part of what we talk about and i hurt my life with desires and what is the thing that really excites you and and paying attention to that and not making anything wrong And I think a lot of times people get into coaching because they feel like they've been on some sort of journey or they have a story. And I know that one of my clients, she suffered from an eating disorder. And when she first got into coaching, one of her coaches was like, oh, well, you're going to be a health coach, of course, because that's what your story lends itself to. And I know you personally had some experiences as well that you moved through that coaching supported you with. But just because you have a story that pertains to something doesn't mean you necessarily should be a coach coach. And so I think people need to kind of look out for that as well and pay attention to the thing that lights them up, not just the thing they think they should do.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's very well put.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So where can people find you, Katie?
1: So you can find me my website is sort of spiritual.com. My Instagram is the same. I think my YouTube channel is the same. It's not. It's linked on my website. So if you do want to find out more about human design, I do have a YouTube channel. So if you head to my website or my Instagram, you can get linked there or just search sort of spiritual on YouTube and you'll find it. Um, And I would be happy to offer your listeners a discount on the courses if they're interested in that. They can get 33% off of the individual like energy type courses if they use the code I heart my life. So I'll leave that open because it's just like a fun way to learn about yourself and dive in. If you like check out some of the YouTube stuff and you're like, yeah, I'm interested. I want to learn more about this.
0: That's so kind. Thank you. Of course. And the question we always leave everyone with is what is your answer to how to create a life that's better than your dreams? What's one way the listeners can do that?
1: I think it's releasing expectations and attachment and just like letting life, you know, present its little like magical miracles to you and give you something better than you ever thought possible.
0: Totally agree. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Katie. It's been an honor to be a witness to your journey and to see all of the, you know, ups and downs and all the incredible momentum that you've had over the last year. And it's so exciting to see you so passionate about something and creating a massive impact with all this amazing knowledge that you now have. So thank you for doing this work.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for, you know, helping me along this journey and being such an inspiration this entire time. It's yeah, you've always been someone that I've looked up to. So I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. I hope you love
0: today's episode. Definitely go ahead and check out Katie and get your course. You can go ahead and use the promo code IHeartMyLife, and we'll go ahead and link that in the show notes so you can pick up your course today. If you know somebody who'd love this episode, go ahead and send it their way. I'd also love to invite you to leave a review on iTunes. We read all of the reviews, and it helps us spread the I Heart My Life movement far and wide. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.